0: Hi. Cool. Today's Father's Day, um, and uh, today I want to look at um, the, the the bestest dad ever. Um, that's Eva, apparently, um, bestest dad ever. Um, and uh, that's that's our, our heavenly Father. And I want to start by everybody. I want to I want to get you to think of something about God, our Father, a characteristic of God, um, who He is. Um, just just one word. One word about him, um, and uh, and just have a think about that word, and we're all going to shout it out at the same time. Okay, um, so God is what is God? Okay, you got your word. Everyone, all under control. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, awesome. Now, this isn't this isn't an exhaustive list. Is there? <laughs> yeah, what, that, that's what I want to know. What's what's missing? Is there anything oh, that forgiving, forgiving? faithfulness, faithfulness? Faithful, yeah. just, 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 yes, promise keeping, promise. Promise keeping yep, accepting, accepting. patient, patient. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, they're all different sizes and so LAUGHTER <principle. laughs> Okay, okay. Footy season's over. <laughs> so, so, um these these are, these and and what you shout out are all things that we know about God. Um, anyone that's been around church for a while has kind of probably picked up lots of words. Um, if you if you're you would have probably picked up in the worship and and prayer and 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 scripture. Already this morning, there would have been thirty, forty different words that would have been said that are things that we know about God. But knowing about God is different to our perspective of God. And um, and this morning, um, I want to look at um, our perspective, or pers- perspectives, because there's not one, of God, our Heavenly Father. Um, now... Um, Perspective is different to knowing because perspective is not only what we know, it's what... Oh, wrong way. There we go. It's not just what we know, it's what we believe, value and focus on that frames our thinking, attitude and actions. So what we know is very actually very different to our perspective. Let me give you an example. Um, I've been going to this church now for nearly two years. And I know this room fairly well. I think I know this room fairly well. If I was in another room and you asked me to draw a map of this room, I reckon I would draw a map pretty well of this room. And I would know where all the doors are. I would know where, you know, lights are and whatnot, light switches. I'd know where the glass panels are. But last week, I did something a little bit embarrassing after church. Um, As Mark said, I I brought Catalyst's name into disrepute. (laughs) LAUGHTER um, there, would have, there was only about 10 people here, fortunately. Uh, most people had gone. And I was looking for the third cage. We've got three big metal cages. And I was looking for the third cage and I couldn't see it. And I decided to walk straight into that glass panel. <laughs> Hit it really hard, busted my glasses, <laughs> put a bump on my head, and had barrel in stitches. So I've laughed at plenty of other people doing that, so I'm quite happy for people to (laughs) laugh at me doing that. That's fine. Now, I knew that there was a door there. I knew that there was a row of glass panels. And pretty close to hitting the glass, I knew where the cage was. But my perspective was very different to what I knew. I was looking at that cage. I was focusing on that cage. I had a very narrow perspective and an agenda that I was going down. And at that point, I hit the wall. What I knew was kind of useless. <laughs> it was kind of a bit hard to, uh, to, uh, to deal with because it didn't add up. I didn't know I hit the glass until, I was, what's going on here? <laughs> so what we know and what our perspective is, is sometimes quite different. If you think about it like a photograph, anyone, is, does any, anyone in photography? I know there's a few. Yeah? When you when you think about perspective in a photograph, the angle that you take the photo can make a big difference. I could step back here and take a photograph of everybody and we get you all in the picture. Or I could come down here to Michaela, I'd still get everybody, but I'd have a hero in the shot. Yeah? yeah. Heroine. Right? Heroine. So you're all the, heroin, sorry. <laughs> uh, so you're all in the shot. You're all in the picture. But poor poor Darren doesn't even get seen. He doesn't get a a ring in. Our Our perspective, kind of, there's things that are in focus, that are are centre of attention, and there's things that are in the background out of focus and don't really matter. And and that's sometimes how we look at God. Um, I'm going to read the first two chapters of Jonah. Um, You're welcome to um, read along if you've got a Bible, but if you also just want to soak in it, that's fine too. Um, I sometimes end up playing little word games with myself when I'm following the word, so I like to just hear it. So I'm reading for the um, New Living today. Um, so Jonah chapter 1 and 2. If you just want to um, listen to this, and we'll look at um, a few different ideas of perspectives of God from Jonah. The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh, Announce my judgment against it, because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went went in the opposite direction, in order to get away from the Lord. He went down to the seacoast, to the port of Joppa, where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went on board, hoping that by going away to the west, he could escape from the Lord. But as the ship was sailing along, suddenly the Lord flung a powerful wind over the sea causing a violent storm that threatened to send them to the bottom. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. And all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hold. So the captain went down after him. ''How can you sleep at a time like this?'' he shouted. ''Get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will have mercy on us and spare our lives.'' Then the crew cast lots to see which of them had offended the the gods and caused the terrible storm. When they did this, Jonah lost the toss. What have you done to bring this awful storm down on us? They demanded. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? And Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. Then he told them that he was running away from the Lord. The sailors were terrified when they heard this. Oh, why did you do it? They groaned. And since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, what should we do to you to stop this storm? Throw me into the sea, Jonah said, and it will become calm again, for I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. Instead, the sailors tried even harder to row the boat ashore, but the stormy sea was too violent for them, and they couldn't make it. Then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. O Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sin and don't hold us responsible for his death because it isn't our fault. O Lord, you have sent this storm upon us, upon him for your own good reasons. Then the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him into the raging sea and the storm stopped at once. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from inside the fish. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the world of the dead, and Lord, you heard me. You threw me into the ocean depths, and I sank down to the heart of the sea. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves, Then I said, O Lord, you have driven me from your presence. How will I ever again see your holy temple? I sank beneath the waves and death was very near. The waters closed in around me and seaweed wrapped itself around my head. I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was locked out of life and imprisoned in the land of the dead. But you, O Lord, my God, have snatched me from the yawning jaws of death. When I had lost all hope, I turned my thoughts once more to the Lord and my earnest prayers went out to you in your holy temple. Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercies but I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise and I will fulfill all my vows for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. Then the Lord ordered the fish to spit up Jonah on the beach and it did. Jonah obviously went through a number of crazy experiences in that little time, and I'm sure some of you probably have had some crazy experiences too. The the first thing I want to point out from this passage is that sometimes our perspective of God can be unhealthy. Jonah knew God. God spoke to him. He had a relationship with God. And yet, in amongst that, he missed the fact that you can't run away from God. He was trying to run from God. His perspective was that if he ran to to Tarshish, he'd escape from God. And he had something in his perspective that just wasn't true about God. It's just not possible. Um, And it's, uh, it's something that, you know, he said, what did he say? After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Sometimes our... Perspective of God is a little bit too narrow. What was he doing while the storm was on? Jonah had gone below deck where he lay and fell into a deep sleep. Good way to deal with a big storm where everyone else is on deck. He was out of there. He was checking out. He kind of knew what was going on. And, and, and his knowledge of God we hear later. We can see he knows God. He spent time in the temple. He knows this God that's asked him to do, go on this mission and yet, in that circumstance, his perspective was, was a little twisted. And sometimes our perspective can, motive, um, can motivate poor decisions. That's, that's really what he was doing, wasn't it? He was making a poor decision based on his perspective of, of how he saw God. He was running. He was getting away from the place. Sometimes, I think, we, and you would have heard this before, that our perspective of our own dads influences our perspective of God, our father. Um, now, I have an awesome dad. Um, um, my dad's an amazing guy, and um, and I'm really blessed to be his son. Um, but that's not everyone's circumstance. Um, and, in, and in a lot of ways, that doesn't even really matter. Um, there's some people that don't know their dads, some people that know, you know, abuse and, and um, ridicule and all sort of things from their dads, um, and, and they haven't been good role models in their lives at all. But all of that is still a very narrow view compared to God. So it's the, the picture of God being our father is actually a simple analogy um, that God uses, um, don't get me wrong, but it's actually much bigger than what we think of our earthly fathers. And and sometimes we can get a little bit stuck. As In Matthew it says, So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Now, the other thing is that sometimes our perspective of God can be twisted by our motives. Now, I'll give you an example. I'm not the smallest guy, right? Um, And for a number of years, I'd actually given up caring about my physical health. I'd got to the point of going, I'm sick of all this shame and guilt I've put on myself for how I look after myself, and it's kind of worn a bit thin, and so forget it. It's much easier just to ignore it. And it was. It was great. And in fact... (laughs) Things, things tasted really good because I ate anything and I didn't care. Um, the problem was, though, is that I had to justify it to myself. So you know what? Genesis 9.6 says, I am made in the image of God. Yeah? <laughs> Psalm 139.14 says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. So I'm chubby by design <laughs> and God must think it's cute. I, I twisted my picture to suit me. I decided what I was doing first. And then I went and went, well, what picture of God, what perspective can I justify my failing? So we can twist our perspective of God by our motives. Yeah? Jonah had a good reason to fear God. We're talking about the almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. He said that to the guys on the boat. He knew who this God was. He was running from. So he, he had a bit of a picture, but he twisted it and he was running. Just to finish that story, um, I realised I hadn't actually finished it. Um, my God does care about my body. When I I read that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, there's something significant in that. And I'm not going to be Shannon. Where's Shannon? Yeah. I'm never going to be Shannon. That's okay. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, I need to look after my body. I needed to change my perspective to look at the way God actually sees me. I am made in his image, and that's awesome. But there's more to the picture. And I've got to care about the way I treat myself because he cares about the way I treat myself. Yeah? Our perspective of God is changing. You can see in Jonah's um, scenario, he was in the boat fearing the Lord. Then he was in the water. I don't know which one was better. (laughs) <laughs> um, as, as we heard, he, he, he talks about being this close to death. Um, must have been a shocking place to be. But in that moment, his perspective changed absolutely radically. And we've got to realise that God is actually revealing his perspective to us. That's part of who he is. And in Jonah's case... It took rock bottom to get there. It got revealed in a very dramatic way. And I know chatting to some of you guys, you've hit rock bottom and experienced God there. And that's not a a happy place. (laughs) Um, It's not a pleasant place to be. But experiencing God in that place, you can see through Jonah's words how significant that changed his perspective Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. It also says in Ecclesiastes 3.11, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, our perspective. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Different times take different perspectives, and if you look at that picture of you know all those words that we had before, um, at no one point have you got all of them in your picture. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where, where I, I love the little the passage where um, Moses is up the mountain and and God decides to reveal Himself to him um, in in a physical way, and yet God knows that Moses can't hack that. <laughs> we're we're humans. Where we can't actually fully comprehend all of God. Um, and so, um, so different situations require different perspective. And, uh, and, and we've got to realise that we're never going to see that full picture um, until we get to heaven. Um, but at the same time, our picture is always smaller than who God really is. Um, and, and even in, jo- in Jonah's circumstances... He had two different experiences. When he was at the bottom of the, of the uh, ocean, I don't think the fear of the Lord was on his mind. I think it was all over. He, he'd experienced the fear and the wrath of the Lord is I think where his head was probably at. Um, I think he was, he was thinking it was done. He had a different perspective for that time and God revealed a different perspective of himself to Jonah in that time. I love this passage because um, it gives me hope when my my perspective is a little bit narrow or a little bit flawed or a little bit kind of shallow. 1 Corinthians 13.12 Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. God knew Jonah, he knew him well. And in fact, the, the interesting thing that I picked out was that the experience of the sailors. Um, the, uh, the sailors say in Jonah 1.16, the sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. So even these guys that were started out worshipping their other, other gods had a change in perspective and experienced something new of the true God. Um, And I reckon that's, for me, that's pretty, pretty exciting. One thing that's important, I think, to know is that our perspective of God doesn't actually change our circumstances. Sometimes we face challenges, we face trials, we face turmoil, and we kind of feel like we've failed. Um, and I think in Jonah's story, the the thing is that when he is at the bottom of the ocean, thinking he's going to die, his perspective of God didn't mean that God threw him out on the shore three days later. He worshipped God in the perspective of thinking he was going to die. Um, it's fantastic what he says. When I had lost all hope. I turned my thoughts once more to the Lord, and my earnest prayers went out to you in your holy temple. Those, which is, which is interesting because he's at the bottom of the ocean and, and, and an hour earlier he was fleeing from the Lord. So he was, his perspective had completely changed. He's now talking to a God that he thought he was running from. Um, those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercies but I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise and I will fulfill all my vows for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. Then the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah on the beach and it did. He was in a mess. He was in a really tough place. And I think sometimes we can, uh, we can think that our perspective is going to save us. It's not. Only God's going to save you. Um, and our perspective isn't God. It can change our thinking and attitude. It can change the way we handle that situation or change the way we, um, um, the perspective we address the situation, but it's not changing our circumstances. Psalm 56, 2 4. My adversaries pursue me all day long. In their pride, many are attacking me. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise. In God I trust, and I am not afraid. Where can mere mortals what can mere mortals do to me? I love Psalms because Psalms is basically this message. It's here's my circumstances. Not, not totally, but on the whole, here's my circumstances. Things are really hard, but this is going to be my perspective. Um, I, don't, I can't remember the, the um, psalm you read out this morning and one of the psalms you read out this morning in prayer, but it was awesome. Um, no. Bless the Lord on my soul. Um, but anyway, um, it, was, it was fantastic. I was just, it just resonated as Cheryl read that out to go. It's, it's amazing. If you're ever struggling with perspective, um, the Psalms is an amazing place to go to see how people... Um, see God in light of their circumstances. Um, it's a fantastic picture. But a healthy perspective requires some stuff for, from us. A healthy perspective of God requires us to be moldable. We've got we've to be prepared for change. We've got to be prepared for, um, for God to work in and through us and for us to see him from different ways. We can know things, as I said at the start, But for us to actually own them as part of our perspective, we've got to let God work through us. And just like any dad here, you know that the way for your kids to have a healthy perspective of you is to spend time with them. If you want to influence them, you've got to spend time with them, and that is God's desire for us. Um, If we're not spending time in prayer... If we're not spending time reading the Scripture, if we're not spending time um, just at His feet worshiping Him, if we're not if we're not engaging in that relationship, then our perspective is not going to change. It's not going to it's not going to um, grow. It's not going to adapt to our situation. And if we're stuck with what we you know heard at, at Sunday school, with you know this is what our perspective is, um, then it's not going to adapt then either. You've got to be in relationship, and you've got to be growing and, and nurturing and, and be sensitive to what the Spirit's telling you to do and what the Spirit's uh, leading you and revealing to you through a number of different ways for you to actually change your perspective. To be honest, there's a, there's a little part of me that's a bit scared asking God to reveal more of his perspective to me. <laughs> Well, you think about it, right? Those words that we put up at the start, I don't know if I've got them at the end or not. I'll go back to them. Oh, wrong way. There we go. Nice. Yep, got too excited. Um, if you think about these words, any one of them, if we grasped, truly grasped, in our perspective, what those meant... The impact of that's really major. And I think that's why Moses had, to turn his, uh, Moses had to turn his back when God went past. He couldn't handle grasping all of God's fullness. Um, and God knows that. So it's a little bit scary to stand up and say, "God, I want to know more of you." I don't want any more theories. I, I've got enough. I've been hanging around church long enough to know all these words. took me 10 minutes. I can can belt that out in 10 minutes. But that's not what it's about. That's not what having a relationship with him is about. And if I want to change perspective, then it's going to cost. And that's the hard part. Um, And that's the challenge that that I face and we all face. Um, And that's my question to you. I guess the first question is, Do you want to know more? Do you want to have that perspective? Do you want to experience more of God? I definitely do. But at the same time, if I ask to have a better perspective of his compassion, that's going to mean sacrifice. If I ask to have a better perspective or a greater perspective of worship, that means sacrifice. If I ask to have a better perspective of his power and authority in my life, that means trust and faith. It's all up here, but to have a perspective is different. And Jonah worked that out the hard way. He he found that out by getting to the bottom of the ocean. And it was only when he got to the bottom of the ocean that his perspective of God changed. Now, if you read on... You can see in in chapters three and four the amazing things that Jonah did in God's strength. Um, from that perspective, he wasn't a perfect guy. Um, in fact, I, I find the book of Jonah to be kind of like a dark comedy. Um, it's uh, it's it's. I'm not sure whether it's meant to be funny, but um, but it's kind of this guy that. Is a little bit closer to me than I'd like to think. <laughs> um, and so there's a little bit of humour in that perspective that he has and how his perspective changes. Um, but, yeah, I think let's just, let's just bow our heads and we'll just pray. And um, Lord, we just, we just come to you, Lord, and we've got lots of stuff in our heads. We've got lots of things that we know. We know lots of stuff about you. But, Lord, knowing about you is not where we want to be. Lord, we want to be in relationship with you. We want our lives to reflect who you are, what you mean to us. And Lord, just as Jonah got to the bottom of that that ocean and you rescued him and took him to places he never imagined, Lord. Lord, we want to experience you and experience more of you, Lord. Lord, we know that's scary. We know that requires trust. We know that requires things that we don't understand. Because we don't know you. We don't know all of you. But we ask, Lord, that you would grow in us a new perspective. Lord, in our circumstances that we that we face, challenges that we face, Lord, Lord, give us eyes to understand. Give us eyes to see your goodness in all things, Lord God. Give us eyes to see your mercy, your grace. Lord, where we might have been a little bit complacent or we might have created a picture of you that that isn't healthy, Lord. Things there that aren't true, that maybe our earthly dads have created an image of of what you might have been like, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would take them from us. Pray you would give us a a clean picture of you, Lord God, a pure picture of you, because you are pure. And Lord, for the times that we've seen a picture of you and we've ignored it, Lord, we're really sorry. Lord, we just pray that as we move ahead, as we grow closer to you, as we follow your Spirit's leading, Lord God, we just ask that you would help us live out what we see, live out our relationship that we have with you. Because you are Abba Father, you are our Daddy. You are our Lord and our Saviour. And we never want to take that for granted. We never want to make that something that's just in our head. We thank you that in your power and your strength and in trusting you that you are capable of doing more than we hope and imagine. And we ask for that now, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.